Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Hey, what's up? This is Mike Fenoya. I'm a stand-up comedian, producer for the TV show Impractical Jokers, and host of the podcast Amigos. I'm also helplessly addicted to the band Fish. For over half of my life, I've been freakishly obsessed with this band, the community, and the endless moments they've provided us. Ah, dude, they're kind of like an inspirational rock band. Now, at 40 years old, I'm taking a look back at over two decades of obsession to find out what drives this addiction, what makes them so special, and why I happily continue to make this band a priority over family, bills, and obligations. And before you judge me, take a look at yourself. You'd skip work for a fantasy draft or lie to your grandmother for a Walking Dead marathon, so back off. My thing just happens to be live music, freaking out under the lights with 20,000 of my best friends, jumping and celebrating, criticizing, traveling, planning, and partying. I just saw um, I just saw a woman looking for a kid named Nugget. Nugget! Still Chasing is a podcast series hosted by myself and my friend, author and podcaster Michael Shields. Together, we dig through our old college trunk and share our perspective on what initially drew us in, what keeps us intrigued, and continues to stoke the fire. Just was, as you noted, so compelling that we began to organize our lives around it. Through personal interviews with pivotal members of the community, friends, and forefathers, we not only take a look at ourselves, but we dive into the philosophy and beauty of fanaticism. For whatever reason, fish and uh, the way that they play, the way they mix up their shows, uh, was a perfect sort of field to plant uh, a lot of dreams in. Still Chasing provides a first-person investigation into the mind of a fanatical fan. It features hilarious behind-the-scenes stories about the band. Trey pulled up to a tent and got out and opened the zipper of the tent and put his head in and said, Festival's canceled! Go home! (laughs) Where a love of a band takes you places you never imagined. And I headed up there with a bunch of friends and I got the chance to meet and befriend author, counterculture icon, Mary Prankster, Ken Kesey. Learn why we just can't stop chasing. I want to keep coming back because I'm feeling a pure sense of happiness and bliss and and nothing can take it from me. Still Chasing is brought to you by Osiris and is available January 15th wherever podcasts can be heard. Everybody, this is Donnie B from Female Centrics. We are the first female-hosted fish community podcast, and today we are, or tonight, or wherever you are out there listening to us, whatever time of day, I guess, um, <laughs> we are interviewing Eric Gould, who is the bass player from the band Pink Talking Fish. And if you don't know about Pink Talking Fish, they are Pink Floyd, Talking Heads, Fish cover band, and they rock. So with us today, I'm very excited because I've been a little lonely here in the studio, uh, but we've got Christy back in the house. Hi, Christy. Hi, everybody. (laughs) How are you doing, girl? Pretty well. You? Very good. Very good. A little tie-tie. A little tie-tie. A lot of stuff going on, but but we're doing this. It's almost summer. It's almost summer. I like it. I like it. And back for a triumphant return is my honey bunny, Jason Snakey. Don't call me honey bunny. Um, he looks a little thank scorned. You. Thank you very much. Uh, glad to be back. Um, can't wait. It's going to be a fun interview. No, well, you did. So you did the 
fish kids with us, but besides fish, I was like, what was the last time before that? It has been a while. I don't know. The game show got the axe, and that meant I got the axe. No. We want the game mm. show back. Yeah, well, yes. I, apparently, that's been a thing. Well, and, and so we are... Post recording our intro here, uh, and so we've done our our interview with Eric already, and we realized that, I mean, the interview just went fantastic with with him, and we want to get him back on to play. Donnie didn't realize Market how Price. upset we were that she canceled the game show. I, <laughs> I did not cancel the game show. <laughs> she canceled the game show. I didn't want to hurt f- people's feelings anymore if Coco they weren't good Podzilla. at it. Oh, <laughs> well, you know. It's fine. I get it. Um, but regardless, mm-hmm. uh, I was glad to be back. And That's also, not a word. It is in, in the Northeast. Yes, in the Northeast. It, it means is. regardless. <laughs> Especially if we're from Boston. Ay, ay, ay. So, Christy, you got to go see Trey. I got oh. to listen to it. It was so good and fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You're Love that close. venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I waited in line and I did it. I did it. I've only done that a few times in the past 15 years. When I was a kid, you could just do it. Now, was what that- do you mean? Like, waited- they like, actually gave out numbers and stuff. At, at- They're doing it at Tab, too. Yeah, they did huh. when I was there. Interesting, because you said that that's what they did for Providence, too, right? Yeah. I waited in Providence, too. Interesting. Well, you know, I think it's a pretty good way of going about it. It makes it so everybody's not sitting, especially in the wintertime. I mean, it's one thing if it's like warm and you're out there at like 334 right. and everybody's hanging out, whatever. But when it's freaking freezing out, I did it in Hartford one time. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't you say you still had to wait? Well, for a little while, yeah. Or you just get there early and yeah. they give you a number. Well, it's not, yeah. It didn't... How's it work? Explain the process. So you get there and they write on your hand and I guess you can leave. We did in Providence, we left, but it's at the uh, at the tray show, we didn't because we Capital Theater, you're up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just stayed because it wasn't that long mm-hmm. before the show started. Anyway, it wasn't like it wasn't like a fish show where you know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You have to I go mean, maybe it time. got that way, but it was an awesome show. Jennifer Hartswick and the oh. Natalie sounded so good, and that and that guy, I forget his name. Sorry. Oh, they're so good. It was mm-hmm. all so good. Mm-hmm. Russ and Ray, they're like my favorite. I, I, I yeah, except that, for I, fish. Except for fish. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I know. But the second night, um, the life is be- life beyond the dream. Yeah. I I was just out in the port and it just hit me. I had my speaker in front of me and I was like, Jason was trying. I'm like, just go. No, I was having such a moment with that. I can't even get over it. Like, it's just the so good. The woman's voices with it is a, is a big so piece of it, good, too. Isn't it's it? how it's written to be, you know, right. with that. Not that Fish doesn't do a great job, but um, but it is the difference when you it's get it. It's fun to have the horns and stuff in there. Yeah. You know, it gives it a different flavor and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dance, 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 dance. Dance, dance, dance. Never been to a tab show. Wow, that's cray cray. Yeah. You know. I went to, I've been to a lot of tab shows, actually. You're one of, like, you kept, and I, I don't, yeah. for whatever reason, I'm like, uh, uh. I saw them at the Fox Theater in Atlanta once. That was really good. Mm. I've seen them a bunch of places. When did you start seeing them? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> a long, long time, time ago. 79. <laughs> I don't know, man. A long time ago. Uh, I don't know. Probably 17, 18 years. I, when tab first started playing, I think. Mm. I don't know when that was. I have no yeah, idea. I don't know when he started either. Don't hmm. ask me dates. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> what do you mean? 
Um, and uh, Sneaky, it's good to have you back. And see, see, you're on this new wonky schedule, and that has more to do with with things or not. You're like three days on, three days off. Listen, listen, listen. You can mull it over however you want, <laughs> but it's okay. It's this okay. is your baby. It's yeah. semantics. And I love it. Semantics. I love to be a part of it when I can. Yay. I'm sure, you know. The honorary lady that you're not. Right. Yeah. Well, I know. I at think... least you get to be a lady. <laughs> oh, please. I think it's good. Does it sound like a lady? <laughs> Do I sound like a lady? Yeah. Madge, Madge. <laughs> I'm going to write a song. Adventure. Oh, you're right. are, you, are you inspired right now? <laughs> I don't know why. All right. Next episode, we expect this song. Jason is a lady. A lady like a man. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going off the rails already. <laughs> I know. So we have this big, you know, pig talking fish. Sorry, we're, we're goofing around before this. You know, I'm sorry. It happens. Eric would love it, too. Anyway, so uh, we have this awesome interview coming up that really just I walked out of the I walked out of here the other night and I was like floating it just felt good it was really great about uh just really in depth about just music in general and just you know your love for the three different one three different bands and how you get into it and well yeah it was fun he's such a sweetheart and I when I first heard of Pink Pink Talking Fish I was like wait a minute that's a band like those are three of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? And they absolutely tear it up. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's, they don't necessarily do mashups, but they're so good at tying the songs in together and to where they're going with the set list. And mm-hmm. you're going to dance. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, we, you know, we get into it in the interview for a bit, but, um, you know, last night, because when Jenny and I went and we were with Carl backstage up at, you know, um, down in Providence, the cities. This is this is the first time I've heard them do this, where they started off playing the Talking Heads cities, and then at some point transitioned into uh, Fish cities. That's I think you got cool. it backwards. No, 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 no. It started off with the Talking. Yeah, it started off real fast, and then it went into the like funky, you know, dance fishy way. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, when he's he, so he talks a lot about that. You know, bringing in different, um, different. Uh, what's it? Influences. Yeah, influence directions. Nobody can see your hands. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You guys could. (laughs) Anyway, so they were fun though. I've seen them several times. They're always really good. Yeah. They're coming up, um, they're starting a tour coming up soon and I'm pretty psyched that they're having I think they call it a a fish fry weekend up here in Portsmouth at the uh Three S Art Space the weekend of the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. So the Friday night they're gonna be playing um the first set's going to be the classic Pink Talking Fish mix. And then the whole second set is going to be all fish. The next day, we're bringing Cassidy because they're having a kids oh, right. fish-a-thon yeah. of sorts. And then Sunday, they're doing another show, but they're going to be pulling Alma Brothers in. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And 3S is definitely my favorite venue around here. It's so great. I love that It place. has a couch. It has fish tacos, too. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> it's good stuff. Did we... Did we discuss it all the la- when we saw them in Chicago at Reggie's? We talked about it when we inter- when we uh, you know Dart Eric, but yeah, Jason and I got a chance to go see him after one of the GD fifty shows, and was this before or after the uh, White Castle? Oh, before, yeah, definitely before. So <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Uh, oh no, it was it was great. It was an experience for yeah. two little country mice from uh, right. and, from Maine. Exactly, oh, and your freaking convertible. Uh, 
it wasn't convertible. But it was but a Mustang. Was a Mustang. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember. And, and it's dropped- so if you want to hear this story, you can go back and listen. I don't know what episode it is. But- did we tell it? Oh, yeah. Jason and I did. Well, it was the whole GD50 um, episode we did. All right. Because that was uh, quite quite a journey for us. So anyway, so yeah. So um, great to have you guys back. And we'll be back, be back in a moment with Eric Gould, the bass player from Pink Talking Fish. We wanted to talk to you guys about a, another female podcast called How to Do the Pot. So in this podcast, you're going to be listening as women share personal stories of how cannabis has contributed to their improved health and well-being. So did you know that cannabis may be the solution to better your migraines, menopause, and sleep? And maybe you're still not sure how CBD works to treat pain or if you should substitute your pills with pot, which often is is uh, the, the road to go. So three out of four U.S. women have access to legal cannabis in either the medical or adult use. And most of us have a little understanding of what that means for, for us. So until now, this new podcast is here to answer all their secretly Googled questions about weed. How to Do the Pot is a modern woman's guide to legal cannabis. I listened to one of them and it was about, it was a doctor on there talking about uh, whether or not the, the safety of using cannabis while you're pregnant and breastfeeding. And it's this big taboo subject that's really hard to find studies on and research and whatnot online uh and this this is a this this episode in particular is great it really breaks it down and with a medical doctor it's not just you know people kind of picking through it and and whatnot so um again this is created by april pride and uh this podcast how to do the pot is going to be helping to guide you whatever your experience level is so you can check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts And we are back with Eric Gould from Pink Talking Fish. How are you doing, Eric? Doing great. I'm so happy that you are in studio with yeah, us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Super fun. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So I uh, found out that you live just a couple towns over from us, which I knew you were in New England or, you know, this area, but I didn't realize how close you were. Yeah, that worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, next, no, it's the weekend of the 25th of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a big Pink Talking Fishes stragavaganza of sorts at 3S Art Space. We you do. do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, a little kid one, too. Yeah, we have, a, we have a fun mix. We're doing three shows in two days. We So on Friday night, we're doing a, a Friday, a fish Friday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we do a fish Friday. Fried where, fish, too. Where, uh, first, <laughs> first set's our classic, you know, blend of Pink Floyd, Talking Heads, yeah, Fish, right. and second set's going to be all fish. Oh. And then on Saturday afternoon, we're doing a kid's show. What's cool about it is it's going to be fun for the kids. We have... Uh, whole bunch of different antics and and prizes and and different things that are interactive for them but it's we also keep our kids show like a concert so adults who are there are still going to get a concert experience on you it. keep the volume lower um it, it depends on the room 
And we've really only done it a handful of times, so we're still exploring. So you have done this and, before? And uh, we've done it, yeah. We awesome. did it out in California, out in, in Mill Valley at Sweetwater Music Hall, which is an amazing place. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, and then Saturday night, we're, doing, we're adding Almond Brothers into the mix. So uh, as a fourth Ooh. act. Uh, we have Lyle Brewer who's gonna play some second well, guitar with us. Yeah, yeah. of course you do. Awesome. Yeah. So who's, so who's yeah. Lyle hanging out with his girlfriend? Who's, yeah. who's Lyle? Lyle's an amazing guitar player, and um, he is also part of our uh, the PTF keyboard player has another band called Neighbor, okay. uh, which has Lyle in it yeah. and the bass player from New Motif and a couple other He's people. My it's a really fun, too, really Dan. fun. Yeah, yeah, I love those totally. guys. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, awesome. So and it's yeah. So Cassidy is. Uh, we're gonna bring our little one. She. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She loves the fish. Well, now so. I gotta get my tickets because you guys always sell out. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's totally. gonna. Be, it's gonna. Be, we're calling it a winter carnival. So between the three shows and nice. And there's a new hotel there too, right next to it. That that's right. It's, it's awesome too. Yeah. It's really cool. yeah, yeah. So I got in touch with you because I'm like, all right, maybe you guys will be in the area. It's great. And then you're like, no, no, no. I'm off now. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Turns out go. I live 20 minutes away. Right. Exactly. Oh, less than that. Yeah. Oh, five minutes <laughs> away. And like four minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yay. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we'll just jump right into this. And so we start the question I, we start with all our guests is, so what is your fish story? How did you get into this whole circus? So <laughs> I was in high school mm-hmm. and I was taking a theater directing class, this, this uh, uh, kind of offshoot from the regular curriculum of high school, and I was directing a Sam Shepard play. And what happened was uh, all the we would direct a scene, and then some of the other people in the class would be the actors for it, and we'd sort of just circle it all around. So I was directing a scene from Sam Shepard play called True West, and I had this leather cowboy hat that was my dad's that was way too big for my head. And it was just hanging up in my wall, and I wound up using it as a prop for the play. And when, uh, and so one of my actors used it, and when the play was over, he's like, I want this hat. What can I get for it? And I said, what do you got? And he goes, well, I can give you a bunch of CDs from some awesome new music, and I can give you some cash. I'm like, sure, whatever. The thing's just hanging out on my, on my wall. I'm not going to use it for anything else. Yeah. So he gave me some money, and he gave me a bunch of CDs. And two of the CDs, one was Primus Sailing the Seas of Cheese, mm-hmm. and one was Fish's Lawn Boy. Okay. And I had heard a couple Fish songs before that, but... That was the first album I had of my own that I got to really get into. And those what year two, was this? this was 91, 92, something oh, like that. Yeah. Um, I think 92. And, uh, and yeah, and both Primus and Fish became two of my favorite bands, spanning from that was like the how it went. And then my first show was Great Woods 93. And Which, uh, once, you know, once I saw him live, it was, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. And rope off, to, off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's, awesome. that's great. Yeah. My yeah. first show was the next year, 94. But nice. After Game Head Show. Ah, the day I was after. at both of those. Were they you? were yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Were you playing so, music when you first heard No, this? I didn't start playing music until I was a late bloomer. Um, I uh, started playing bass on the summer of 1993. So shortly after that. That's not but that late of a bloomer. How old were you? 18? I was, yeah, yeah. Which, which is somewhat of a late bloomer when it comes to musicians. Yeah. 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 
But I, and mm-hmm. but I would imagine like so you know when I think about like kids starting to play instruments, it's always like you know we start in like third, fourth grade, but it's it's you know marching band. A recorder. Classic or like the recorder, but it's more of like marching band type of instruments where they're not giving kids bass. It just depends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, there's piano players who start with where it's um, your classic stuff that you would start with, but then they quickly gravitate. It also depends on your upbringing, too, because it depends what music your parents are listening to. It depends Mm. what kind of influence you have from the get go. What were your parents listening to? Uh, my parents back then were, were uh, a lot of, um, there was definitely, you know, Billy Joel, Elton John, a lot of just like, you know, the classic rock world too. And um, and James Taylor, you know, just a, there, there was more easy easy listening than 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 rocking out kind of thing. Singer, songwriter. And, uh, and, 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 and with that, you know, none of the instruments that I took really stuck. I took piano lessons. I took... I tried saxophone in the fifth grade. None of none of that worked. Um, and I, I, at a certain point, I thought I was going to be a music aficionado and just not a player. And I was okay with that. Um, like writing and then, music and whatnot? Uh, is that what you no, mean? not writing music. Just no, listening to it. Just oh, loving just it. Love it. Yeah. Okay, and, okay, gotcha. And, That's and, what we and, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, one day, the, the bass line just started going on in my head. And I was really getting into old school hip hop and funk. Mm. Um and What for old school hip hop? I love old school. Oh, I mean Run DMC, BC Boys, I you know, you know, mm-hmm. Ice T uh um, like NWA? Cool J, of course. Yes. Yeah, I mean all, all that Easy. stuff. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, it was it was just uh it was just incredible. So it was the East Coast, West Coast. I loved it all. I was I was I was neutral. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was in Worcester. It was fine. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know, between that and between the funk that I started getting into, I mean, I was just feeling those bass lines. And then what wound up happening is some of the music I was listening to, I was developing my own bass lines just in my imagination, in my head. And so one day I just got inspired. I'm like, you know what? I got to see what that means. And it, when I picked up the bass, it just it just felt right immediately. Sometimes you do these things in life. It doesn't matter when or where mm-hmm. you Find something that all of a sudden just works. And that's mm-hmm. what it was for me. Now, did you take lessons or were you self-taught? Self-taught. I mean, I... Do you know how to I read had, music? Uh, I had uh, one guy, a buddy of mine, the summer after my freshman year of college on a rooftop in uh, Amherst, Mass, teach me um, pentatonic uh, uh, and Dorian scales mm-hmm. and said, now you can play rock and roll. I already knew a little bit. I knew like, you know, the majors and minors and stuff like that. But uh, uh, for the most part beyond that, it was really a, a lot of what I've done is self-taught. I've had some lessons here and there through the years, but no, I wouldn't call, I had no formal training. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, uh, uh, you know, just a more of a natural student just off of being, playing with others, uh, just just diving into catalogs of music that I love and learning how it goes and how to play it. And uh, yeah, just I've, it, it's been self-exploration though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just kind of hit the ground running, really. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a gift. Normal people can't do that. The great thing about being a bass <laughs> yeah. player yes. is you can get into jamming with people on a simplified way pretty quickly. And so I kept it, you know, you can keep it simple, and as I did that, I got inspired by you know, w- when you're playing with other people, you are 
Yeah, you know, you're kind of riding each other's waves on it, and you're lifting each other up. That's the nature of 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 doing a performance like that collectively together. Um, and it, if there's a player that is uh, that that has something to offer that you haven't experienced before, it you you elevate with it. I I did a show um, my other band, Not Pink Talking Fish with Particle, mm-hmm. where we had a bunch of special guests. We had um, Robbie Krieger, we had Black Alicious, we had DJ Logic, we had Joe Satriani. When I played with Joe Satriani and I was comping rhythm to his solo, it, I, I equate it to water skiing and like riding a wake. Like he just like he lifted my talent. He just mm-hmm. like it was just a natural thing. All of a sudden, I was doing things that I hadn't done before because what he was doing just uh, just carried it. You know, and it carried it. And and that's the thing. There is something about music that is is a little heady, but it, it's it, there's something about when when you pick up music, when you when you when you when you ride that air on whatever it is, if you if you open yourself up to it, there's something that uh, that's beyond, that's bigger than you. It's out there, the, the the notes, the sounds that are out there, and you can be a catalyst towards it. So sometimes you're trying to do something and you accomplish great things. Sometimes it's not about you trying to do something. something. It's about you just submitting yourself to what's happening, and there's great things that happen from that, well, too. I feel like if, mm-hmm. if you're talking about water skiing, like, Joe Satriani's boat has a lot of horsepower. Sure does. And he'll pull you up and he'll drag you across the greatest lake you've ever been on. Whereas you might have learned on a regular boat, and yeah, you can water ski and do whatever, but I'm sure he'll pull you right up and you'll have a great time on the lake. Both boats are fun, that's for sure. So do you and Dan both play bass in your new band? What's that? I'm not in a band with Dan. Oh no, that's that's uh, the P- Pink Talking Fish keyboard player, his oh, side project. Oh, okay. I was like, yes. so you two? I I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's another band. They're opening up the show on Saturday night. Oh, that's yeah. uh, Oh, that Dan told me that. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Uh, and what's the name of that band? They're called Neighbor. Neighbor. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So I know you're talking about with like so when when you're just like in it and you're not thinking about it and the music's just happening that high. I feel like, so I sing, so when you, like, it resonates and you're just moving with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a freaking well, that's what transponds to the best. to the people listening. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's why we dance. Yes, 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 exactly. And it's all, like, this big uh, connection with it all. And is that something, like, you know, when you're, do you find that when you're really hitting that stride, um, are you paying attention to what the audience is doing or are you more so in? Sometimes. Mm. Um, so, sometimes I, it, it doesn't matter to me whether uh, I'm in a room alone or whether there's thousands of people. Like sometimes I'm in that zone and, and that's not what's important. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there's, you know, the, 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 the energy mass goes down and, and, and you are where you are sonically. And then, a, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. your surroundings help feed and help help uh, are are a part of it, you know. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful thing about live music is the audience energy is a part of what we're doing on there. It does it it contributes, and uh, that's one thing I love about um, 
one thing I love about the jam scene is the audiences are oftentimes very involved in their in how they're feeding the energy back and forth mm-hmm. within it, and and it does it, it it matters for the music. It really does. It it you know s- sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, like I said, the music is the music, and you're just in this space, and everything goes away except for that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's about everything. It's about everything around. It's about uh, that that tall guy standing in the back row, or it's about the people up front raging, or it's about the collective. And there's just an energy beyond all of us that's just lifting it up. Oh, I'm glad you got you can feel my energy while you're up there ripping it up. Everybody can see you, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I wonder. um, So, you know, you were saying like you're on the road, hundred plus time, you know, a hundred plus shows a year, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and obviously, you know, for us, for the most part, a lot of us are, you know, we're going to our shows and it's like, yes, we're going to go see Pink Talking Fish night. And, you know, we're all excited and we're going in and it's like our best night and yay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there are days that you're going to go and there's something going on at home. There's something going on with you, maybe not feeling well or whatever. How does that, how does that sort of those sort of outside influences that may because everybody's got bad days how is it for you when you get on that stage when you're when you may be in that mode does it just go away because then you're in that bliss or how do you work through that first of all it's uh, i view a live music experience as as something somewhat sacred on there so i want to i want to do everything possible that once i go out on stage it's about nothing else but the music and the moment and the art that we're going to be creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that's that can be challenging sometimes. I mean, and there's energy that can that can challenge that. There's also energy that can enhance that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, I uh, I have two children that are both adopted from China, mm-hmm. and I got. A ref- our first referral for our daughter, was my oldest child, literally minutes before walking on a stage. And that was one, I mean, that was basically the first time I had ever, I, I ever got that feeling of I'm gonna be a dad. Mm-hmm. And that was literally, I, I got the call from my wife and we were walking on stage and said, guys, you need to hold on for a sec. And I got the call and we were like, this is real. This is, oh my God, this is real. And I went on stage with that, with that experience. That's a good experience. Most people who, who get that that news that they're going to be a parent for the first time, they get a minute to marinate right. on their own right. about it. And just uh, like for me, I got that. It was like, all right, up you go. Right? And so, You're <laughs> and a daddy and was, now. And I was cracking up. The, the entire show, I was like cracking up at myself. You know, sure. and that, that took me a little bit out of it, I will admit. Yeah. Um, I couldn't quite, uh, yeah. couldn't quite immerse myself into just the music right. in that zone. But, but I bet uh, you just, were you watching but, yourself oh, play it, bass? It, 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 and uh, yeah, it was, it was something else. It really was. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, the whole journey that we had towards pa- parenthood just culminated right up to that moment right there. And so it was it was all this emotion. Uh, and yes. yeah, it was it was incredible. And so, you know, there, there's a good example of how, yeah, life can sometimes affect it. And you just got to do your best to, to once again. I mean, you, you're an artist up on stage. You just, you know, at a certain point, you got to 
just uh just dedicate yourself to that art that's the going on right show there. must yeah. go on kind of yeah. thing yeah, yeah yeah no i mean that's kind of like with the last interview we just did with don rua from the whole new year's eve gag thing and mm -hmm. you know he's like underneath trey while he's stuck up there and it's in the middle of it all and it's just uh, okay well we got to do this now and yep. just you know and that's what you know and I would imagine they, they, I could see that with the dancers there. There's the same sort of thing is that you just kind of move through it. Yeah. Or you, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm sure you're like getting off on it too, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, like it helps you kind of push through, push through those pieces. Um, rip it and rip it. That's what I always right? say. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, you were, Crystal is your wife's name, yes. right? Yeah. So, and you met her, you've been together since... Before. Oh yeah. For now, was she with you when, when, when you started being a music like when you started playing, or were you already playing when you met her, or how'd you guys meet? And she was Crystal and I got together before I started becoming a professional touring musician, mm -hmm. and we were we were both very young, and we were out in Los Angeles just starting to get into our get get into our world, build our lives, and um, it's funny she was going for acting out in L.A. and I was uh had been in the film world but i had my crossroads that moved into music and so we both had you know the whole professional world in front of us neither of us were looking for love but it was just a immediate connection it was as close to love as first sight as you can get where'd you meet and uh we met in in los angeles mm -hmm. and uh yeah and and uh we got married out there too it was great we lived a a, a nice a nice first phase of our life out that way and uh yeah, so she's been with me since, you know, I formed Particle and uh, and I was with, you know, Particle. I'm, I'm not with Particle anymore, but this is our 20 year anniversary. The band does still exist. And yeah. uh, um, and so that's exciting. But, uh, you know, I used to tour. I used to be on the road, you know, probably six months out of the year with Particle. We did long tours. We did, you know, eight weeks, sometimes more, sometimes 10 weeks at a time. And how did you know, that band form? Um, we had in Los Angeles, the keyboard player, um, and I had become friends through mutual, his college roommate was a buddy of mine from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that we, we, we had a, an instant musical connection and then I, but he was still going to school at the time. And during that time I started some music with the drummer for Particle and, got everybody together we got a guitar player and and our first gig this can move into a fish a fish story here mm -hmm. uh particle started on a late night boat cruise immediately after fish's last show before their first hiatus shoreline amphitheater on october 7th oh. 2000 ah. so we had 300 people from all around the country uh -huh. who had just had fish end on an indefinite oh hiatus, not knowing what the hell they were going to do. Yeah. And here we were uh, exploring a new sound, and we knew five songs. It lasted almost three hours. And we just, we just, we just grooved out what we were just feeling and developing. It was just a dance party. And Particle Sound has always been called Space Porn Funk. And it was actually <laughs> that, that Space Porn was coined on that boat. Uh, oh, by awesome. by someone who was there and, floating and, on uh, the boat, or was it uh, docked? What? Oh no, it was all around the San Francisco Bay. Oh, yeah, we were like cruising around Alcatraz and stuff. And uh, were you at so, that fish show? Oh, sure was. I did the whole run. How? Um, what? 
what was the mood like on that cruise? It was awesome. The the cruise because I mean, fish ended with that vocal jam with the Yum vocal jam, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm actually glad that I had a gig right. because yeah. <laughs> because uh, everyone else was like sitting around crying out there right. before yeah. before moving oh, on, yeah, and we're like, all right, let's do this, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's time, it's time to it's time time to get going. And to this day, I think because of that, I always like I love doing fish after parties, love them. Uh, there's something about feeling a fish show and then going and performing your own music. Uh, and I, I, I think a big part of it is because it, because Particles first gig started as, as one, not, not just one, but like the one. And so, so anyway, so yeah, so we're out there, we have, you know, these people from all across the country and not knowing what they're going to do. And they're like, wow, this is something. And so we just hopped in a van and went to where all those people lived. And that's how Particles started. Just a full grassroots post, fish hiatus scenario wow yeah amazing. so the first what, first hiatus is what 2000 yeah 2000 Don't ask yeah. me yeah yeah <laughs> so were you um so were you at Coventry as well i was okay so what was the difference between that show and Coventry as far as the feel i mean besides obviously you know the festival i'm talking but i'm talking about that vibe of like it's over forever like how was that in comparison with those Coventry was a little more somber. Mm. I, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone really thought the fish was over for good mm-hmm. on uh, it, it, back in two thousand. I think mm-hmm. it was there was the unknown. They didn't say anything otherwise, but um, no one really believed that it was done. But the, the 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 way they positioned Coventry, uh, you, you, you you never knew. Mm-hmm. You know, you never it was knew. Over. And uh, yeah, most it was a people mud did. Hole. And they played like shit. Yeah, well, that's that's mm. the other thing. It's not, terrible. You know, it wasn't. I don't think it was about that for most people. It wasn't about how fish was playing. It was about everybody getting together to have one last hurrah mm-hmm. together. Like it was more about the people there. And uh, um, it didn't bother me that fish wasn't playing at their best during Coventry. It didn't bother me a lick. Uh, what 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 mattered was that uh, that the scene was there. And that we were experiencing that what what it was, and we were together doing mm-hmm. it. That's 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 what was important. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so it was. Uh, I mean, Coventry was a great experience for me. I I had I had the the backdoor direction, so uh, it was getting in was pretty easy for me. Me so, too. Me, I guess yes. you. I don't yeah. understand how and, uh, people got caught. <laughs> yes, yes. So so I didn't have to deal with any of that. Yes. Which, so that that remember, helped. Make, I think that helped make my experience. Do you remember pretty good. Cafe Killam in Portsmouth? Uh, it might still be there. No. It's like, okay, so there's a it coffee shop. Closed. Did it really? I think. I'm not positive about that. Yeah, so I got free tickets because I went and vended for this Turkish food stand. Mm. And I found out three days beforehand that I was pregnant with my now 14-year-old. Thank goodness, because I was about to go up and be super naughty bits. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went up by myself, sober, the entire weekend, mm. And I mean, I met up with friends, but so, you know, I get up there and I'm in line for a little bit and I stop at this like little neighborhood and they, these people were like, oh, go through this dirt road. Not even thinking twice about it. Sure. No problem. By myself. What the hell? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like driving like over, I have like a station wagon. I'm like driving over and I ended up totally in the back there. Someone had gone down like a hill. Like it was like track. It was like a mess back there. But I finally got back there and got myself settled. So I experienced Coventry after not really feeling 2.0. 2.0 for me was too 
gangster and too drug induced and too the, the scene was sick to me. I didn't I I I didn't I didn't love 2.0. It was really hard for me to be a piece of that because I just saw so many like a lot of my friends weren't like the, it was just this big weird that dangster thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was just like there was just a lot of heavy. Everybody was puddling. There was tons. Jankos. Of, the Jankos. <laughs> it was just this really intense, like for me, energy when I was just coming off of Patchwork, Harry Armpits, the whole piece of happiness. And it kind of turned a lot of my friends weren't doing well as well. And Trey wasn't too, you know? So to be there and be sober and be working, I did work for one night and then I came back and those guys were like, we we don't know like where's your husband your pre- just here's money just go lady like we can't, we can't be part of making you work anymore so i just sat in the bud by myself in a chair and cried you know whatever it was but um but 2000 though you know that was kind of just the thick of it all it was coming off of where i feel like dead tour was starting to sort of fade out the influence of dead tour was really starting to fade out towards the you know late 90s going into 2000 they needed that break um yeah i don't know that was my experience with it so it's yeah interesting. Uh, t- the 2.0 era for me i had particle going on as well mm. so it, it was a different feel i mean the for my first show in 93 through october 7 2000 i mean it was i was immersed in the scene and uh and it, it was it was all about it was all about just th- that and and my love for the band when i was you know when i was in it i was in it within there in 2.0 i had particle as well so that was i wasn't i wasn't a professional musician during 1.0 at all so it's kind of so it, it was a little bit of an interesting feel it was different it was um Part of it on the show was a little more educational for me at at certain points, and then I was doing a lot of after parties, mm. um, and and it was just um, just a little different. I mean, as far as you know, the darkness of the scene, I think that's relative. I think yeah, uh, I think you know, there are people who made it what they want to make it, you know, and that that was there. I think that was probably there I in one point oh two. I think it's always been there. It's just it's just a matter of your perception on it, you know. Um, and and so I've never been soured on 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 the fish scene. I never have because I don't view it as one thing. I view I view uh, different uh, neighborhoods of people as mm-hmm. different neighborhoods of people, and that all make one thing that you can't really diagnose as to one as to the scene was this, the scene was yes. that. I, that's just that's just not how I see it. Yes. And, Yes. No, some of my favorite recordings are from 97. Well, well yeah, but that's not two what, point. What two is that? Though. 1.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two this point. is I am yeah. big trouble a yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know this is the thing, too, is that I know 99 and 2000, that's not, I know that that's still 1.0, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for like, but it, and I think it was like I moved to Oregon. And so when I was out there living in Oregon at the time, I was like super immersed myself into the Grateful Dead scene. And it was just what I was going through personally and how I interpreted what was happening and with a lot of my friends and how intense everything was as far as the drug use was concerned because I wasn't involved in all that, you know, and it was a really big thing. Like I could not even fathom putting out my hand and somebody putting a puddle of like... What? Thank God, I had toddlers then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pure and 
lovely little lady. So we used to, on this show, it's been retired, we're talking about bringing it back. We used to have a game show called Market Price where we'd play one-minute clips of fish songs and then everyone would uh, guess which year it was. Uh, Sometimes you can tell. We do that on the road with Pink Talking Fish. Uh, my, My drummer. Zach Berwick and I, we we uh we geek out on that stuff. We'll put, you so, know, we'll put something on and and, uh, and we'll totally we'll, we'll so funny. He's we, like, we should we get go Adam deeper. To we try this. we try to guess we try to guess the actual show. Yeah, and, well, uh, that's the yeah. point of the whole game. The but but my day. question yeah, is, yeah. sometimes you can tell um, the difference between a 1992 song, a 2000 song, sure. An 09 song and a 19 song. Oh, yeah, there's tones and there's quality so, of recording. Right, and, exactly. And, background and, and, and yeah. all my, that. my question is with Pink Talking Fish, do you ever try to be like, all right, I want a mm. 2002 dirty ass tray first tube or a, you know, 2019 one is or is it just all right that's a great question mm, that's a, a great question, question and the answer is yes all right um, all right uh, more often than not we don't because when it comes to the improv we just really try to be ourselves sure. um but here, here and there uh when when cal Kiho joined the band uh, we definitely talked about that, about our, our love for the 1.0 generation. A little machine gun and, uh, tray here and, and there. And, and yeah, and how, uh, how we're a little bit more inspired by some of those, some of that type of jamming than, than uh, the, the jamming that's more of recent. We take inspiration sure. from all of it, and in the end, the improv that happens, I, I always try to hope that it's Pink Talking <laughs> Fish. It's not... Pink Talking right. Fish trying to be yeah right. that's 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 part of what Pink Talking Fish is is blurring the lines between originality and tribute um, and having it be not one specific thing either way um, but just recently we just did a couple shows and this is a good example of every once in a while it does come in this way so we were playing on oh I hope I get the dates right I think it was December sixth. Yeah, yeah, December 6th and December 7th. And it was, December 6th was in Detroit that we were playing, and December 7th was in Cincinnati, Ohio. And in 1997, Fish had two of their arguably best shows of 97 on December 6th and 7th. December 6th was in Auburn Hills, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit. Mm-hmm. December 7th was in Dayton, Ohio. Oh. And uh and <laughs> and uh yep, that's the that's that's Maybe that one. Michigan, and, Ohio. And, and so on the 6th, we actually we had never done this before. We uh in Detroit, we recreated set 2 of that show. Ah, a little dark and star kind of That was that was the that was the the super funky Isabella yeah. The tweezer yep. Isabella, yep. if you guys know what I'm yep, talking yep, about, yep, definitely. And uh, amazing set of music, and we it was all about okay. W- right before going on, we are going cow funk on this. Yeah. We are immersing <laughs> ourselves into this. Nice. And then December seventh, we didn't recreate. We didn't want to do that twice, but we did the tube with the tube jam. We opened up with uh, with ACDC back into Psycho Killer, which is how they they opened mm-hmm. up that, which fit well for PTF. And uh, oh, and so yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we got into those things, and that was where we just fully got into '97 on that zone. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, so, dude. Is Fish your favorite band out of? Pink, like 
Pink Floyd, Talking Heads, and Fish. Favorite band is a question I don't like, and it's relative. I knew he was going to say yep. that. <laughs> um, I, I've seen Fish more than any other band. Fish's culture has shaped me more than any other band's culture. You grew up and with them so like we did. if I had to pick one out there, sure. Um, that's my, that, I would say it's probably my favorite band of all time. That's not including a band that I'm in because that's a different deal. That's one of my, that's like a baby to yeah. me. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, but I mean, what Pink Floyd has done uh, for my soul and mm-hmm. for music in general, same with Talking Heads. Uh, it, it, it's, it's incomparable to me mm-hmm. on on those things because that they, they they what an have, amazing they, idea yeah. you came up with oh yeah it's fun i know, it's fun. I know. well you I, know I'm, it, I'm so fortunate that a just the idea when when i had the idea i was just gonna do it for fun and just kind of as a pet project but the fact that people gravitated towards this and that i've been blessed enough to be able to make a career out of it i mean it's it's a gift it really is so what i want to do is i want to take a quick break because then i want to start off as like how the pink talking fish thing came to you yeah definitely and i definitely want to talk to you about providence the cities yeah because this kind of wraps into it but i want to take a quick break and we'll be right back awesome We are back with uh, Chrissy and Sniggy and Eric Gould from Pink Talking Fish. And so we were just kind of starting to really get into sort of the beginnings of Pink Talking Fish. And uh, the one thing I just wanted to say real quick so I don't forget it because it was that Providence. It was the cities. And I have to say what I thought was so cool about it is how you guys started with the Talking Heads. And then midway through, you went into Fish. And it was just I hadn't heard you do that before. Nice. Is that something that like you guys do often, like with some uh, songs? Because I'm trying to think of like what other like you know fish talking head songs. It's the beautiful thing about this concept mm-hmm. is we're constantly finding new ideas and different mm-hmm. things that we can do. Cities is the quintessential example of what we can do because the the talking heads feel and the fish feel have these differences, but the way that we found the connection, we actually used to just do the fish version of cities up until the end and then just go into into the the talking heads part. Yeah, yeah. And did I forget to mention, forget to mention Memphis? Do you like the fake out ending? And then yeah. the, the lyrics are perfect going into that, mm-hmm. you know, because did you forget to mention? Right. Uh, but then one day we just, uh, this was... Uh, Maybe a year and a half, two years ago, we just decided to try that front end on it, and it, you know, the the sandwich of it is it it it, it just completed it. You know, it, it was it was wonderful, mm-hmm. and so I mean, what we can do, there's so many amazing connections. Sometimes it's it's soulful connections, sometimes it's rhythmic connections, and sometimes it's just connections that tell a story. Uh, and there's all these different things that this this concept can do. And it's funny. I used to say in early interviews that we were just scratching the surface on what this band is capable of. And 
sometimes I still feel that way, mm-hmm. even though we've done a lot. We've we've really explored this material, but I mean, uh, there's there are things that surprise me on ideas that come up uh, all the time, you know. And and it's it's so cool. Just just recently, we did a show in to close out one of our southeast run in Charlotte, North Carolina, and rather than we did something brand new, we we took a lot of different parts of songs without playing the full songs and we incorporated them into a show, a a, like seamless show. So in the middle of, uh, of Pink Floyd's pigs, Mm -hmm. we got into an open jam and all of a sudden we found ourselves just in the composed section of Wilson and we didn't play the front end of Wilson. We didn't play any of the lyrics. We just did that composed section of Wilson. And then we got all the way through. And I'm sorry, uh, when you say in the composed part, what can you give me the... The, the like... uh... Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. From there, all the way up to, you got me back thinking that you're the worst one. Can you still have fun, Wilson? All the way up to right before Blat Boom. And we went back into pigs. And then later in the show, we still did the Blat Booms. Uh, we've, we've done that a lot with Wilson. We like to, we like to mess around. But then sure. we did different things within that. We got into a, um, like we added a mic song, just the jam in the middle of another song. Like we did, these are just two examples. And, 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 uh, and yeah. And, and uh, I, I'm, I don't remember off the top of my head which song it was. It, I think it was a talking head song. It might have been like Houses of Motion or something like that. But, um, um, but we, we designed this whole entire show that had these different parts of the songs in it. And we went, now we're, that, that was kind of a game changer and something new on what we haven't hadn't done before we messed around with a little bit here a little bit there with that stuff you know just going to the back half of lizards you know uh um right after the piano solo and just Mm -hmm. go right into that guitar solo piece Mm -hmm. we've done that but you know we've done that just out of the blue before here and there some other things like that but with this one it was a specifically designed show with all these different parts you know we did just uh Mockingbird right up until the lyrics and then we didn't do any more Mockingbird you know it was that kind of thing so there was it, it, it was it was really fun and so that inspired us to expand our set lists you know from that point on where we have certain things we've also done stuff where we've done we did uh Paradise oh what was the festival um Paradise by the Dashboard Light I want to sing it with you if that's <laughs> what you're talking about no <laughs> Is a festival? I'm blanking on the festival name right now. But regardless, <laughs> that's not important. We did a festival uh-huh. where we had two different sets, uh-huh. and we did a full inversion um, where we played the front half of all these songs, or we did a Mike oh, song, or we did a Cor- Colonel Forbins, and then on the second, and we did a Tweezer, and on the second half of the, on the second set that we played, we did the back half of these songs, like Divided Sky, Have a Cigar, like Have a Cigar, second mm-hmm. verse, and and and, uh, um, and, and the pigs, and, and, and different things like that. Um, and tweet, and we, uh, and, or, or we did Famous mm-hmm. Mockingbird, we did Wikipod Groove, we did Tweezer Reprise, you know, and, and we did this, fo- but we did it where, the first song that we started with on that first set was the 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 
the back half of it was the last. I think we opened with tweezer and close with tweezer. You planned this ahead of time. Set. We you planned the whole thing. Okay. We planned mm-hmm. the whole thing mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was so much fun. It was really great. How do you remember all these songs? <laughs> I would have loved to be That's there because do. right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you get yeah. annoyed when Fish drops a new album. Yeah. Oh, damn <laughs> it. Yeah. You guys are on top of that. <laughs> are you guys playing Casavot songs? Yeah, we're playing a couple. Right of them. away, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Wow. But you know, with Pink Talking Fish, yeah. that's the thing, though, is we're trying to the the concept here, and really the philosophy here is we want to give the audience that loves all three of these songbooks, mm-hmm. all three of these bands, we want to give them a fresh and unique experience. So we're not as interested in playing songs that's in Fish's regular repertoire and Casvat's very much in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, so, goes so, so you know, you know, we, we actually don't play a lot of that. And and we're not as interested in playing a lot of that because that's what people are going to hear at a fish show. We like to um, give people songs that they're not going to hear a lot and and uh, or or portraying them in different ways where it's something fresh. I mean, we're still going to rock a mic groove because we love it and and audiences sure. love it, even though Fish has that in the regular repertoire. But um, but, you know, we're also going to pull out a time loves a hero. You know, when Fish is not that. doing that, we're going to... What is that? I don't know. We're time gonna, it's a little feet cover that... Oh, that okay, Fish, sure, and, sure. Or, or we're going to do mm-hmm. Sanity, you know? Gotcha. And, and uh, gotcha. You know, different things like that that we... that we uh, Or Forbin's Mockingbird. We love playing that song. Yeah. And, and, you know, when is that played by Fish? Hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, do you find most people that are... Or, or if you realize one way or another, most people that are going to your shows, are they Fish fans? Or do you find that there are, like... Like, because I'm going to bring it back to just Pink Floyd a little bit. So Pink Floyd for me was my gateway. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what started it all for me. So learning to fly, like all of it. Like before, like I'd heard about fish, but like Pink Floyd was my first mm-hmm. real love outside of Michael Jackson and Madonna. You know what I mean? Like, but like as I an adult, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, so do you find people coming to you are more fish, more Talking Heads, more Pink Floyd, or is it just sort of like we're all just this family and we're all like. The foundation, I would say, is definitely fish fans okay. because fish fans also love these other two bands. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say uh, that a lot of fish fans, two of their other favorite bands are Pink Floyd and Talking Heads. Guilty. Whereas, yes. Yes. whereas a Talking Heads fan or a fish or, or a Pink Floyd's fan. Uh, fan, their favorite bands may not have fish yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of so the foundation. Mm-hmm. I would say for the love of all three, there's there's definitely the fish fan element in there. But that said, there are not uh oh, there's not an overabundance of Pink Floyd or Talking Heads tributes out there, and so you will get those hardcore of each who want to come and they want to hear that music played because they don't get to very often in a live mm-hmm. setting. So we, we, we get it all. And, and I love it. I love our fan base. Have you connected with um, like the machine, the pink? Sure. Flo- yeah. Or, um, and what's the talking heads cover band that we saw? Start making sense. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. We actually did an intertwining set double bill with those guys where we're buds with them. They're, they're fantastic. Super cool. And uh, yeah. And, and yeah, we, we actually had John Braun, who's the David Byrne on it. Mm-hmm. When 
we did the album Stop Making Sense at the Capitol Theater the first time at the Cap, mm-hmm. we had a bunch of special guests. We had the turquoise horn section. We had Adrian Tramontano from Kung Fu doing percussion. We had Leo Nocentelli from The Meters. And we had John Braun doing the the David Byrne uh, parts on there. So cool. And it was, uh, and we, but we intertwined Pink Floyd and Fish songs throughout. So it was a three and a half hour show. That must have been fun. And, uh, oh, mm-hmm. so much fun. We did that with The Wall as well. Um, it was a three and a half hour show. Did you perform and then, the whole walk? Yeah, we've done three Capitol Theater shows. <sighs> the first year was was Stop Making Sense, mm-hmm. and we we did that with a bunch of special guests. The second year we did The Wall once again, intertwining the other two bands. So that was another three and a half hour experience, and we had special guests as well for that, plus a gigantic video wall behind us. And then last year we did Fish, we did Junta, and we once again we intertwined um, Pink Floyd and Talking Head songs. That was a two-set show rather than one marathon, but it, it was called Junta Circus, and we we did that, and we had Big Apple Circus doing uh, doing circus antics all throughout. It was amazing. Big Apple Circus. Mm-hmm. What is Big? Oh, that's so awesome. Isn't that like the kid? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I've seen that before. It was fantastic. They are unbeatable. The circus show what? was really special. Yeah. It really wow. was. We did some really amazing things that I'm very proud of. Like we, uh, the no collaboration way. was amazing. We had Greg Ormont be the ringmaster from Pinterest playing ping pong. It was a blast. He did a I great love job. Those guys too. And uh, and but we did some cool things. We did Esther, and we had this stilt walking giant puppet. Like we had these puppets going on, and so and cool. uh, and and this this uh, and and then this this uh, aerialist is as and uh, and it it was just incredible the the things that we accomplished with that it was it was the hardest I've ever worked on any show. Um, I, I, it's safe to say I was the producer for the thing, and and just getting all the elements together. It was it was it was amazing. It was a mammoth. It was uh, it was it was wild. Was this like New Year's yeah. Eve, or was it? Just a Tuesday night. No, nah, it was a yeah, it was just a regular um, Friday, Saturday wow, night in February. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So did you get a chance to see Pink Floyd in ninety four when they came around? Sure did. Went to Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yankee? Okay. Mm. I saw him at Foxborough. Nice. I saw him in Philadelphia. Nice. Did you? It was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> he was still That's, wearing pull ups. Yeah. <laughs> that division tour, uh division battle tour. Um I, th- I feel like for us who grew up on Pink Floyd, all of a sudden it was tangible. It was, we could touch it. It was there. Mm-hmm. We the the pigs were there with the laser lights, and we were in the middle of it all. And you know, nineteen, twenty years old. And for me, before I right around the same time that I saw Fish, it was like right all of that was up and coming for me. Um, so my question for you, because unfortunately we have to go, but I'm going to have you on again because this is just way too much fun. <laughs> it was like all kinds of cool things. So um, what is your favorite-ish uh, uh, fish, Talking Heads, and Pink Floyd song to play right now? They I always, know they change. They, they always change. Yeah. They yeah. always change. Um, so my favorite of each one? Yeah. Uh, okay. So for Pink Floyd... I would say fearless. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than music. Mm-hmm. It's just such a spirit, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and we do a pretty cool thing where we blend in elements of Prince Caspian mm-hmm. into Ooh. it. And so we'll start off with a piano intro, and it has that Caspian feel. Mm-hmm. That really just you know beautiful, you know. 
I'm in church kind of thing. And uh, and then we get into the song. And at the very end, often t- not all the time, but oftentimes we'll do a Prince Caspian lyrics out there before the outro. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do the Caspian lyrics into the Caspian guitar solo and then come back to it. And so I love when it how it fits our concept and how we do something different with mm-hmm. that. So that's great. Um, with Talking Heads, man, that really varies a lot. Um, I'm going to say right now, found a job has been fantastic lately. Um, the song itself is so much fun and it's a little bit of a different time feel, but Mm -hmm. people still dance to it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, our guitarist Cal always does a funny dance when he's singing it. And so it always just cracks me up. (laughs) And, uh, and then we always get into an improv an open improv in that tune. And it's, almost always one of the best improv pieces of the night. There's something about that song for us that really gets it. So, you, you know, at the moment right now, that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, for Fish, what tune am I loving these? I mean, it's, that's such <laughs> a loaded song. question. Everything loaded <laughs> question, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's your favorite Grateful really Dead song? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, split open them out. Yes. Is um because we, it, it, we we recently <laughs> learned it and uh and we're still really feeling the jam right now but that was the composition's a really hard song to learn mm. but now that I've learned it I mm-hmm. just want to play it all the time because mm-hmm. it feels so good to play mm-hmm. so I'll so I'll go there with that um yeah awesome. hey one other thing I want to go back to yes we started talking about my wife and how we started earlier on. I want to make sure we got away from that. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I want to say about that, especially on on the female centric show, mm-hmm. is that uh she is amazing. I think we left it off where I was talking about how this whole thing started and I was touring, you know, eight to ten weeks. And back then she would hop out on the road with me and like experience maybe three or four shows. And we'd always plan it on a day off and have these adventures. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, time went by, we moved to different places and, uh, and, um, particle kind of took a, took a, a, a little break from touring when one of our guys went on the road with Phil and friends. And then, Ping Talking Fish started up again, and she's been with me through through that whole thing, through one of my national acts, you know, kind of settling down, having the idea for another one, having the spark that it could be something special and building it up again. Mm-hmm. And now here we are in the world of parenthood mm-hmm. and me being a touring musician, and, and she's been with us through the whole entire thing. And, I, I mean, that the the strength that she has had throughout this entire thing is just so inspiring. And there aren't many people out there. There aren't many souls out there that can share lives with people like us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's just been incredible with it. And I'm not saying it, 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 it's, it hasn't always been easy, but, oh, yeah. but, but, like- uh, but it, it's just a, I'm very blessed because the love has never faltered and the trust has never faltered. And just we've, uh, we've stayed a unit we've stayed together even when our worlds have been apart and that's a rare thing and i'm very thankful for Crystal it Crystal kind of makes you a rock star it's, uh well she, no no she makes me a husband she makes me a better man 
Uh, she is. She, it's, she's not about the rock star, and uh, but and allows so, that. No, he uh, allows you to be. She gives me the freedom to be yes. me. That's what I meant. She yes. gives me the yes. freedom to be me, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and 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 that is is such a gift in itself. And so, yeah, I just wanted on this show, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that, uh, um, it, it, you know, a- anyone else out there who is uh, sharing life with a professional musician. Uh, or someone who does the kind of tour life like I'm doing is is uh, she is an inspiration to mm-hmm. to it out there and so mm-hmm. yeah so just curious, what is her sign her sign yeah she was born December eighth that's awesome so yeah. so Eric and I just found out so we're only like like 12 to so we're leos in the same year 75 mm-hmm. and so yes there's a difference but he is also a sag mm-hmm. and Wait, it makes sense i tolerate your business she tolerates <laughs> his business and it's all good <laughs> exactly yeah. you know it's like that it's it's that grounding at least for me with him you know it's that grounding and like you know let you fly you know and and that trust and and the love and that's you know i am just the biggest love bug ever and you know and i can i can see that and I can hear that with what you're you're saying with her too. Yeah, and she's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. Um, so next time around, maybe she can be on the podcast with. That us would be well. fun. Well, yeah. That well, like really we're neighbors. Fun. You guys got to be like yeah. resident, like female centric people now because uh-huh. <laughs> we've got some <laughs> games to play, and there's does, so. Does much she like them. fish? Yeah. <laughs> so we have fish parties in the summer in my backyard, and we yes. have a bonfire, and nice. we have a three story house. Nice. I'll invite her. Mm-hmm. She'll love it. Yeah. Kid friendly mm-hmm. too. Okay, I'll tell you a good story about her and fish. Awesome. Uh, and so she wasn't as into the fish scene. She just wasn't aware of it as much before she met me, and I was hyper into it. And we met in 1999, mm-hmm. and we had our. You, you know, she 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 loved the music and she loved my enthusiasm for it. And we had uh, the West Coast run of shows set up for her to go to. We were doing the Shoreline shows and. Chula Vista and Ventura oh, yeah. and all those that whole run it was great tour. it was a great mm-hmm. run yeah and um and but anyway Big Cypress got announced before she had seen her first show and I had to make a plea because she didn't get it yet she hadn't seen it live uh, yeah. and I had to make a plea of <laughs> this is where we need to be we need to go to the middle of nowhere Everglades <laughs> To be in the swamp to see this band, right? you know, and and and, and do You're really this. Going don't, for the home you don't run. understand. Don't worry about it, baby. This is what needs to happen. She's like, and, and and you know, she's like, I know how much you love this, but are you serious? Come on. <laughs> and I'm like, please, just trust me. Just you have to trust me. And she did. And she 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 trusts. She's like, I trust you. Okay, yeah. let's do it. And then you know, in September, she saw. That you know, her Shoreline was her first show there. Okay, okay. So and, she had done um, the fall tour leading it, up to it. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. but 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 we had to book before that. Sure. And in September, she booked the shows, and uh, you know, she went to the shows, and you know, she was like, "Oh my All god, in. of course, I yeah. get it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, that's a little fun fun thing as far as um, trusting relationships in the world of fish to be. Yes, <laughs> yes. I brought him to his first yeah. show too. So this yeah. is gonna be weird. Just nice. trust me. Just tr- nice. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. So 
Eric, thank you so much. This is nice pleasure. meeting you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. This is great. And uh, we will for sure see you at 3S Art Space. Excellent. I'm so pumped about that. I, I didn't even know, know about it. I'm bring my little one. She loves it. Sloth's her favorite. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, we'll have to have you. Uh, is there anything you want to plug first uh, before we get off here? I mean, we're doing. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we already talked about the Portsmouth show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing a full West Coast tour coming up Great. where we're going to be all around California, Terrapin Crossroads. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in Los Angeles. We're going to be going up to the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. We're doing Mississippi Studios in Portland, and we're going to be in uh, up in Seattle. We're going to be uh, down in – we're doing Texas for the first time. So that's going to be a nice, nice wow. healthy run between the end of – January through Valentine's Day weekend. So that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Going to be a really good one. So I guess that's that's the next uh, big stuff that we got coming up. So, yeah. yeah. Have a great time doing it. I yep. know. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much. And All right. yeah, we'll definitely catch up awesome. uh, sooner than later. Excellent. For sure. <laughs> So we are back just to say goodbye, and that was such an awesome interview. Really enjoyed talking to Eric and getting to know him. Love that he lives close to us, and we definitely want to have him back again. Um, Christy, thank you for... Yep, we'll have his wife back, and we'll make teams. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're such fun. a sweetheart. I, I had no idea that this whole adventure started on the West Coast. That's he's, right, he's yeah. An East Coast mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they, from yeah. Worcester or Worcester. around Worcester. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the whole uh, thing started in L.A. That was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And uh, baby, Sneaky. Yo. Thanks for coming. Can't wait to have it back in. Yeah. We, we got to get market price. Schedule. Yeah. <laughs> protesting. Right. Oh, you're going to protest now? <laughs> Outside Ryan's house. <laughs> I think we might go into the, uh, I don't know, maybe come up with a new game. I don't know. You know, we'll we've see. been kicking that one around too. So, but so, Christy, next time uh, you're back, we expect you to have uh, the, la- the song "The Lady Is oh, a Man." The, or oh, I will. I'm writing it down tonight. <laughs> All right. Coming out in full effect. <laughs> full effect. <laughs> so, uh, we, again, we're going to thank uh, Eric Gold from Pink Talking Fish, and remember that we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. So, if you want to check out some more amazing podcast, please go to OsirisPod.com and check it out from there. All right, bye. Peace.